What in the fuck is really going on out there? Buds in the basement. Welcome to Buds in the Basement Podcast. I'm Sean Collins, the guy with a lot to say, and I'm here with my co-host, Bubba the Mouth. And we are both festively buzzed because why? Well, we just got done watching a hell of a Lions game, shall we say. We put up 45 points. 45 points on the offensive side. But how many did the defense let go? We took the L. We let 48 go. It's pretty gross, actually. That's okay. I'm trying to put that up. Sean? Yeah. I've been good the whole day here. So. (laughs) My man. My man. We are depending on rookies on defense. That's the whole defense. Rodrigo and Hutch. That's all they are. A little bit of action from Harris with a bat down. That's about it. Okuda, you shut down fucking Justin Jefferson last week. And DK Metcalf, dude, you couldn't hold on to his dick into the bathroom, let alone try to cover his ass. Metcalf actually scored me a lot of points on fantasy, which is kind of why I'm still in the game. But needless to say. Let's go ahead and talk about some fantasy real quick. Let's go. So many points were left in fantasy land on the waiver wire. Rashad Penny had a hell of a day. He did. 30-burger sitting on the waiver wire. Nobody picked him up. Wow. Jeff Goff balled out. Technically, he threw five touchdowns. Four and that pit, four touchdowns, and that pick was a, a touchdown as well. Uh, <laughs> pick six against him. And, and, uh, and people will try to blame him for that pick six. But let me let me let you in on a little secret, ladies and gentlemen. The the Detroit Lions put up forty five points and it's with the that most pick six this season, most of the season. Now check this out, y'all. Forty five points in the NFL should be uh, very sufficient to win foot football games. Um, the problem is the defense and and obviously the special teams. The kicker is a disaster. The second so Seahawks kicker now. almost had 600 yards of offense. Wow. The Seahawks almost had, but we almost had, we had, we had 500 and some change too. So I have to take it what it's worth. We are moving in the right direction. I'm making the face. You have to watch it on YouTube to see it. I'm making the face. Ugh. I'm going to need another beer. Um, <laughs> we're going in the right direction. <laughs> We're going in the right direction. God help us with defense, though. Jesus Christ. We're going on the right direction with offense, but the defense, holy shit, dude. I mean, you score 45 points in a football game. You should win that game. No. In any you other, four- in any other game, you win that game, right? Mind you, we scored 45 points. Listen, without Amara St. Brown, who was last week's NFC Player of the Week. Right. Without DeAndre Swift, dude, Jamal Williams, two scores over 100 yards. I'm proud of him. I really am. He did drop a couple passes, but I'm still proud of the guy, okay? And then fucking TJ Hockencock Hawkinson decides to fucking play Sets the franchise record for a tight end. Almost 200 yards receiving. Couple scores. He's something special. He really is something special. Hawk is great. Hawkinson is... A G. So, he could he could be Gronk in the right situation. 
Now, I want to talk about the MVP of the game. Which MVP? Mr. LeBat Blue? fucking referees. You guys gave out so many goddamn stupid fucking bullshit fucking calls. Listen, listen here. Listen here, you fucking refs. You all suck. And that fucking woman ref, you did the best job. Dude, a lot of people don't understand this, and I'm going to let you run with this some more, and you're just already killing another beer, man. You're making me proud right now. But, dude, like, what the fuck, man? There was There was a few times... And a few jersey grabs that I'm like, hey, man, that just happened. And they did nothing. You know, so I totally get where you're coming from. But at the end of the day, you score 45 fucking points. That is totally enough points to win football games, period. I don't care. With Jared Goff, you scored 45 points with Jared Goff. Jared fucking Dudes Goff. and dudettes. Wow. I guess you have to chalk it up as a moral victory. I'm proud of the offense. Defense, quit relying on Rodrigo and Hutch. Disaster. They're brand new to the league. You need to protect these two guys. Rodrigo got hurt, left. Hutch got hurt, left. Both came back. Still, you got to protect your assets, folks. Folks need on the defense need to step up. But anyway, moving on from today's catastrophe. What's next in sports? Oh, man. Well, there's a lot going on in sports, which I'm going to eat this up because I'm a huge baseball fan. I know you are. Baseball and NFL are are my sports. I don't care too much for basketball. I don't care too much for hockey. I I would if the the, uh, Red Wings were winning more, you know. But at the end of the day, I'm not a big fan of the other two sports. So here we are, baseball. And there's actually a lot to talk about with baseball, which, by the way, um, we are going to be very current on football on this episode because we recorded after the Lions game. This, which, because the last episode we were like talking about how great they were, right? And yeah. but they lost, they lost. We were a week behind, so here we are recording our show after the Lions game to let you know they sucked two weeks in a row. Actually, Dan still, Campbell doing fucked great, him last we week. Still, but, we still, but we're still saying they're doing great on a loss. On That's the offensive up. side. I, I will give them on the offensive side. The defense is a fucking disaster. How do we but score whatever. 45 points with, the, with, with all their best players gone pretty much? What the fuck? With Jared anyway. Goff at quarterback. Anyways, baseball, dudes, and dudettes. This is huge. So this year in baseball, not only did Miguel Cabrera hit his 3,000th hit, which we've already talked about. We're not going to go into that. Nope. Um, he hasn't been that great this year other than that. Um, but very recently, extremely recently, we had Aaron Judge hit his 61st home run. Yeah, let's clap for that because well, I love that's that. A big, it's a big deal. This is big a big deal. deal. And not only that, uh, Albert Pujols hit his seven hundred. No, 701. We are at 701 with Pujols, right? Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer. Now, that being said, right? Aaron Judge, 61 home runs. And is on pace to get a triple crown this year, by the way. By by like a landslide, which I love that. And I'm jealous of your beer, you son of a bitch. I wish I had beer. I've been drinking whiskey today, though. So, so... Aaron Judge hit 61. He hasn't quite hit 62 yet. I hope by the time you hear this show, he does. Um, 
And then, you know, Pujols hits a 701. Now, that's a big deal because you're only in certain company with those kind of stats. Um, now, there's two different type of stats when it comes to this. And you and I will uh, dis- agree to disagree. Hopefully, we'll see. Um, but, hey, Aaron Judge at 61 home runs has tied Ry- Roger Maris's single home run record without for steroids for the AL, without AL. steroids for the American League though yeah but who's in the National League I still count Barry Bonds I still count Sammy Sosa I still count Mark McGuire you're killing me dog I can't nope. do it nope I can't do it now that now check this out I I I, I appreciate the uh steroid era of baseball I do I really do because after the strike of 94 which killed the a, game which killed the game it was it was a disaster and then all of a sudden you got Maguire Sosa and who was the other guy you had Maguire Sosa then you had and uh, Bonds Capri- that all hit 60 over 60 but you also We're had talking Ken over Ricky 60. Jr in that run too at the same time but he didn't hit over 60 he hit 57 pretty fucking close enough Look, Ken Griffey Jr. is the greatest pure hitter in baseball. That swing. That swing is gorgeous. Everything about what he did was gorgeous. I will totally say that. But here we are in the 60-plus home run range. And so there were three people to do it without roids. Roger Maris, Babe Ruth, and here we are with Aaron Judge. Oh, now, the you other believe th- that Babe Ruth did it on hot dogs and beer? Well, beer is alcohol. Alcohol is a drug, so go fuck yourself. Steroid era is the best. <laughs> Got your beer right here, bitch. Nah, bitches. So, you know, but here's Buster Olney coming out right, you know, mm. recently saying that Aaron Judge is having the best season of any baseball player ever, which he very well might be. Because he's literally going to take the triple crown by a long shot. Nobody's close. Um, and also, mind you, Aaron Judge is a fucking mountain. He's what six seven, six 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 seven. He's Swing and like that stout as so fuck, dude. By like, statistics, he's got to work a little bit harder, be a little bit faster because he's got a lot more ground to get to. You know what I'm saying? And carry through. Just to throw him balls and strikes is probably a fucking challenge because he's so big. I mean, or maybe not because it's such a wide uh, ball and strike range. I don't know, but all I know is this dude is hitting has hit sixty one home runs. Um, Buster Olney's coming out and saying, "Hey," which I respect him from ESPN. Yeah. I love Buster Olney, honestly. He 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 spits some facts, and he's a great dude. And now here we are with the maybe hitting sixty two, right? Now, let me throw something at you, my dog. Hmm. If he hit 62, Roger Maris Jr. came out and said that that is the home run record, which I agree with 100%. I disagree, but I can see where he's coming from. I'll honor it, but I'll say, nah. I know know you love that steroid era. No, no, no. no, What I'm saying is... I understand where he's coming from. But yeah, that's that's the real one. That's that's the deal. Like 
I'm I'm just I don't I don't back that steroid era, and, and we could probably have a whole show about this. But well, we will, anyhow, folks. We were going to have a steroid era when the World Series goes on. Stay we tuned. We might. We might. So so check this out. I'll have another beer. Albert Pujols, in the meantime, has hit 701 home runs in his career, mm-hmm. which is amazing. Like Albert Pujols is one of the greats. He always played like uh, I always thought of him like the is like the Terminator, cut, dry, hit ball, move. That's all. He was perfect. Albert Pujols and Miguel Cabrera are hands down, without a doubt, um, the best pure hitters in baseball history. I believe that in my whole heart. I really do. Those two are amazing. What they have done with their careers and the hits they have put out and the home runs and whatnot. I will give that to them. Um, but hey, let's check this out for a minute. You know, we talked about the steroid era, you know, and my steroid era juiced balls, baby. And, and it happened, you know, there's guys hitting 60 ish, 70 ish home runs. I think bonds hit 73 McGuire hit 70 Sosa hit 66, which is above the Maris record, but there's an asterisk asterisk or whatever you want to call it. No, there isn't. No, there is You don't think so? Nope. So, so okay, let me ask you this then. If you're on board with those cheaters, are you on board with the Houston assholes? First off, they weren't cheaters. They were playing the game to get an advantage, just what everybody else does in the league. Now, the Houston Astros, legit fucking cheating. You did it during an actual series, and you had to have a group of people all work together. You the whole there. team, the, the whole team. team, everybody had to work together. So guess what? That was cheating. Totally cheating. Now, now the dipshit out on the side of the show could be like, "Well, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying, right?" Mm. Yeah, I know. Go fuck yourself on that one. But anyways, um. What's worse? And please, please reach out on social media on this one. Uh, Buds in reality on Twitter and uh, at Buds in the Basement podcast on Instagram. We still don't have a Facebook. We're protesting. But anyways, I think we might agree on which cheating was worse because I feel like the Houston assholes cheated way worse than any of those steroid guys. If you call it the steroid arrows the biggest cheaters, you're just a bunch of fucking pussies. Get out of your mom's fucking basement. <laughs> wow. Wow. I Bubble like it. But Come like on, man. My name. But seriously, no, I dude, nothing surprises me out of your mouth, dude. You're fucking I love it. But dude, so here we are. What is it, folks? Was the steroid era the worst cheating in baseball history? Which I will not say is true. It was cheating, but it I'm not gonna say it's true. Or is it the Houston assholes who fucking literally for real cheated and the whole team was in on it. And I'm going to go with the Houston assholes. I really am. Astros, assholes, whatever you want. I'm going with the Houston assholes being the worst cheaters in baseball of all time. But I would love to hear your remarks or comments or anything about this. Please play with us. Now, where do you want to go next? Because we have a few places to go next. And, well, we, we know where we're going next, actually. Hey, 
Let's talk about something for a minute. And I'm not trying to be funny. And I'm actually going to, to lose my sunglasses on this one because it's a very serious matter. Um, so here we are this week or whatever, you know, in the last couple weeks, Joe Biden, you guys, and I'm not trying to be cute and I'm not trying to be funny and I'm not trying to be bash bashing him or anything like that. I might be, but we'll let you talk. In the last week, four videos, four, have come out with Joe Biden that are extremely concerning in my eyes. One of them is, he literally came out and said, in order for the people in Florida and whoever's down there by the hurricanes, in order to protect yourself from the hurricanes... You have to get vaccinated. What does that have to do with anything about that? Zero. Zip, zilch, nada. Um, and then later on, there's another video of him coming out asking for Jackie. I can't remember her last name. He's asking for Jackie, a representative from Indiana who has been dead for a while now. And he's like, where's Jackie? Where's Jackie? You know, there's videos of this out there and it's, it's pretty wild to see. Now the other two videos are the same. And those were videos of people trying to walk Biden off the podium where he was speaking, including his wife and one that were trying to walk him off the stage and off the podium. And the guy went rogue and just went on the opposite direction and was looking very clueless and oh man this is not okay ladies and gentlemen like this is the leader of the free world that does not know his head from his ass honestly and i'm not trying to be funny or cute or anything but joe biden is a liability to this country bubba how do you feel as an american with the leader of the free world out there on camera acting like this. I've already called it. I asked many of you fucking people who voted for this guy. During primaries, mind you. Why Biden? And I mentioned how he looked, how he acted. I was told I was an idiot. That I didn't know what I was talking about. That some other people who I talked to, that they've been through training because... They're a teacher, and they have to look for these types of things. I want to say you guys are all fucking full of shit. Um, You're the fucking reason why we're in this fucking position. And I'm holding every fucking one of you people who voted for him accountable for elder abuse. You guys are all huge pieces of shit in my book. But what about the people who continuously put him out there in front of the world to get videotaped? The people who handled him and put him out in the world? need to be cuffed and fucking thrown underneath the goddamn jail cell because you have nothing to contribute to society. It's elder abuse. It's sad. This is where I'm going with this. This is extremely sad. Um, I, I, I don't know what else to say. I mean, it's as an American... It's a joke. Dude, It seriously. is embarrassing. How and many as an American citizen... How many though, of us called this shit? A lot of us called this. But here we are. It, it, he got elected in, in because in what? because of Trump. 
He got elected because of fucking Trump. Nobody knew why the fuck they were voting for Biden. Can't name me one goddamn fucking policy why they wanted Biden. But because it's not Trump. That was the fucking most continuous fucking answer for this possible situation. Oh, yeah. Getting Trump out of office was the That's main all. focus. But this is no better. And this now you have so many saying, no, they wish they had Trump back. Which, by the way, fuck Trump. I'm so sick oh, of yeah, it. Oh, yeah, and a thousand percent. I'm tired fuck of it. Cheeto. Do you guys know how exhausting it is for us to sit down and try to write down shit about politics? It's It's sad. It's exhausting. I'm so tired of being angry. I've been angry for almost three years now. And it goes beyond that. But this is this is where, you know, the last three years have really put me over the top, okay? And actually I've been on a like a chill mode ever since we've been talking about it more, because they pretty much out themselves from all the bullshit. Like, don't get me wrong. We've been dogpiling on the Democrats, but when it comes to the, the GOP, hey, folks who vote red, they're spineless. They're never going to fucking defend you. Don't forget that uh, 10 of those red people fucking signed your fucking uh, gun control bills. Oh, yeah. So don't act like thing. these people aren't two wings of the same folks, bird. When the Democrats were calling all those riots the summer of love, even though they fucking weren't, um, Republicans had the greatest opportunity ever to shut shit down, and they never did. They let it all continue out. They the did nothing. So your other back. half, your other half that so, everybody, you know, because there's only two parties in the in the American system, right? Seems well, like not it. so much, but it seems <laughs> like it. So riddle me this, folks. You got the GOP out there bitching about how much money Biden is spending, which is a legitimate beef. Trust me, Biden's spending's out of control. But what president spent more money than every other fucking president before him, before Biden got in, and that was Donald fucking Trump? Yeah, I know, but, you know, $100 billion definitely sounds like it could be good going to fucking Florida after that hurricane. Dude. California, the next earthquake that happens, you're fucked. Right. But, like, here's a catch, you guys. We're not safe here in America. Not with these people in charge. We're not. Imagine, just think about, imagine where our foreign enemies are at mentally right now. Because we are very weak as a nation. We've talked about this many times on this show. Mm -hmm. We're very weak as a nation. And yet... We're just going to keep doing it and keep doing it and keep printing money and keep making friends with enemies. And like, honestly, think about this, folks. Think about this real, real hard, honestly, because I'm going somewhere with this. We have enemies here in the United States. Russia's one of them. China's one of them. And so's everywhere in the Middle East, which, mind you, we have made the Taliban one of the most well-armed militaries in the world. They could come and get it. They could come and put attack on the U.S. at any point. All these countries could. I don't think they would, though, because just most of your citizens, those who have fucking balls, folks, just to let you know, we're armed to the teeth. Yeah, but what about the ones who aren't? Those are the ones that always want 
gun control, police reform, but yet when bullshit happens, they want to call a toxic masculine man to handle the situation. Um, <laughs> you just got to let it. it fucking, you got to let the fucking bones roll, bro. Uh, one thing I will say, though, um, what recently happened in this world is uh, the lovely country of Canada has dropped all of its requirements to enter the country with the vaccine and shit. So I would like to give a big shout out of those people who told me I was a fool for not taking that vaccine, that I would never be able to go anywhere. Well, first country I'm going to next weekend. I'm having dinner in Canada, motherfucker. Oh, Canada. Mm. <laughs> you know what? I just might go to a Red Wings Maple Leafs game at Maple Leaf Gardens. Sounds like a fucking great time. I might have to go with you. And guess what? I didn't get the vaccine ever. I'm not getting any vaccines. I'm not, you know, I haven't had a vaccine since my mom took me to get them when I was a child. Yeah. Um, Politely, I'm saying it was full of shit. Anyway, moving on. Moving on. So. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I, I brought up the hurricane. Um, hurricane Ian messed up Florida pretty bad, man. Lies how dare you call Hurricane um, a male name? Oh. Do you know that fucking hurricane's fucking gender. How dare you fucking ever? Well, I just ever in your whole life during the golf, and I saw a big pair of balls heading to Florida. I'm just fucking with you right I now, hardcore. But like, seriously, what are you, a bunch of animals? I mean, you're just gonna call this hurricane a man? What the hell is wrong with you, folks? Are you animals? You don't know anything about nothing. No playing. Anyhow, so let's get through that shit right now because. We have some more fun shit to talk about. Way better than politics. Oh, politics we're tired of out it. The door. That's it. We promised you folks. That's it. That's it. We're tired of it. Pay attention to what your government's doing. Period. That's it. The end. Now, move forward. We have a fun little thing going on. And, uh, you know, a, a lot of times Bubba and I talk about shows pre-show. So we know what we're kind of doing or whatever. But when it comes to like our top 10 hip hop albums, that was hush hush. I was just as surprised about Bubba's top 10 as any of you. And so now where we're going right now, because we talked about all this other shit that we already talked about. This is what we haven't talked about. So Bubba to mouth. We're talking guilty pleasures, my dog. Guilty. Fuck guilty pleasures. Pleasures. Musically. Musically. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Musically. Musical guilty pleasures. We're, we're definitely not that fucking weird. So, <laughs> you're driving down the road. All of a sudden, this song just pops up. But you know, if you're at a stoplight, you're going to fucking either roll up your windows and turn down so nobody fucking notices what the fuck you're listening to. But you know on the inside, you're having a great fucking time. We're yes. talking about our top three artists slash songs. Guilty, guilty pleasures. pleasures. Guilty pleasures, like no shame. Like, yep, I don't give a fuck. Let's do it. So I want to hear yours yeah. first, because I want to know All if right. yours are as gross as mine are, because mine are grotesque, honestly. My first ones, I kind of got to group them, but I'll give you a, an example of one of them. When I was in Afghanistan, when we'd be touring, you know, on patrol, I was always a, a gunner, so I was on top with my cans on. What we would play in our truck are boy bands. 
We're talking Get insane the fuck out of here. Backstreet Boys. And I would be up on the gun doing the dance and everything, having a good old fucking time. <laughs> but my favorite one, Justin Timberlake shit. Anything like that. If I hear Justin Timberlake shit, oh, goddamn, I'm singing, I'm dancing, I'm having a good old time. And I'm like, I hope nobody fucking sees me. That's hilarious. I love I loved JT, actually. Oh, uh, my wife and I, Mrs. Buds and I, went and saw him in concert. And he literally, we were on the floor. He literally danced like 10 feet in front of us. It was wild. I might have to have her pull up that video because it was that close. It was must-see TV, honestly. So JT's dope as fuck. I'm with you. Um, also, I like JT and Alpha Dog. That was his best fucking role in the Alpha movie. Alpha Dog was a pretty wild movie, you know? You know what I'm saying? But uh, I'll tell you one thing. When uh, we were in Afghanistan, I was uh, we were doing uh, I Want It That Way. Tell me why. Ain't nothing but Dude, we actually took contact and we were like, ah shit. Nice. I was like, fuck, nice. fuck, 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 fuck. What was that? I mean it was over. It was it was we took it and then it was gone. I was, I was like, what the fuck happened? We were right now. Anyway. So yeah, <laughs> boy bands, that's my number one guilty pleasure. Okay. Number two. I know we talk mad shit about it. Deadpool defends them. Nickelback. Ooh. That is a huge fucking guilty pleasure. That is a guilty pleasure. Don't puke on me. You can't puke on me. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is my shit in my time right now. You sit there and... You, you oh, you can bust time. my balls too. Please, please. Hey, man, look at this photograph. Every time it just makes me laugh. <laughs> but <Ba-dum-dum. laughs> This is how you remind me, bro, of what I really am. Hey. I've been wrong and I've been down. So to the bottom of every bottle. Exactly. <laughs> I know my Nickelback. Unfortunately, <laughs> fuck. You admitted it. I <laughs> hope this ain't one on your fucking list. Anyway, dude, yeah. you wanna know what's funny is yeah. I saw Nickelback in concert. I like let's let's circle back like to the early two thousands or whatever, and there was a bunch of free vouchers at a party store one day. So I grabbed a stack of them. Yeah. No bullshit, dude. All right. No bullshit. At the Hoppin', there used to be a party store called Hoppin' in Michigan back in the day. Those are long gone. Those are way long gone. But but they had these these vouchers for free Pine Knob concerts or whatever. And Nickelback was one of them. Now, check this out, dude. We go there. We party. We have a good time. And we're walking back to our car and <laughs> we <laughs> I'm sorry folks, this is too funny for me. I can't help myself. Um We're walking back to our cars and we walk past this other car and that car is like bouncing like a motherfucker, dude. And so I happen to like look in the window, you know, like a fucking creeper. What the fuck? These motherfuckers are having sex, dude. They're fucking in this car, dude, right? And so... (laughs) Straight up, dude. And so I opened the door. The door was open. I unlocked it. I'm fucking wasted, dude. I'm fucking... I'm three sheets to the wind. I've probably done some drugs. Who knows? You know, that back then I was probably still doing drugs. Whatever they may be, there was a lot of them involved. But uh, anyhow... I opened the door... And I was like, you got to smack her on the ass harder, dude. (laughs) Slam the door. 
and went on my merry little way. I don't know if they were happy or unhappy with what I did, but that's what happened. I literally, I opened their door. I said that I slammed the door. We walked to our car and nothing else happened, but that's, that's what, that's my Nickelback story. Honestly, they were listening to Nickelback though. No, they were at the concert. They were just fucking in their car. Oh, okay, that's where I was at. I was like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what was going on. They were already at the concert. They were too busy getting busy. And I happened to see it, and I was like, yo, you know what I mean? Because I'm an asshole like that. But anyways, what's your next guilty, guilty? My next and last one. Now, everybody who knows me shouldn't be surprised. I even have a fucking tattoo of them. But I keep it under my shirt as much as I can. The Insane Clown Posse. That is definitely a guilty pleasure because I am still partial to the six Jokers cards. The very fucking beginning of this bullshit that I can't seem to release a little bit of grip where I still have something awesomeness on the inside. Like the Juggalos of today fucking are weird. Get away from me. I don't want anything to do with you. I don't care if you said you were down with the clown or, oh, I remember that. Yeah, I started that. That was my, yeah, I don't give a fuck. Um, Yeah, the first six Jokers cards uh, were a part of my life and build up to whatever the fuck bubble the mouth became. So, yeah, (laughs) that's, that's definitely a guilty pleasure that I can't really get rid of my life, but I'm Pretty sure this tattoo is getting covered up sometime. Just make it a bigger tattoo and it just all disappears. That's what I was going to do. You know, just make it a bigger piece. Maybe like Take me with you. I need some ink. I've never had a tattoo in my life. Not once. You know what? Now that I think about it, I've never seen a tattoo on you. No, I don't. You know, I'm not a big fan of needles. So there it is there. But, uh, you know, dude, that's pretty fucking awesome. Insane Clown Posse. I have a funny story about them too, actually. I have a funny story about a lot of acts. So, not only um, is one of my uh, buddies and client who I painted their house, but they did security for ICP. So, it was pretty wild, you know, to have that or whatever. But... I would hate to have that job. Just to let you know, all the nutsos around, yeah, I'm good. Everybody's nuts. But my insane clown posse story for myself is one time my brother and I went to see a metal show. I believe it was between the buried and me. Um, but we parked and that was at the majestic theater in in midtown, which is, uh, part of downtown Detroit, just a little off the beaten path. Um, but we parked downtown for some reason, right by, uh, the state theater, which is now the Fillmore. Um, Anywho, my brother and I park our car and we're trying to walk across the street, right? And we're walking across this red carpet. I don't know who the fuck it is, dude. I know nothing. I'm here to see this metal band that I'm going to walk a lot of blocks for to go see from where I was parked to where the actual venue was. I just, that's where I knew where to park downtown Detroit at the time. And, uh... (laughs) All of a sudden, this fucking stretch limo, an actual regular limo, not a Hummer or anything like that. A stretch limo comes pulling around is like doing a Yui, and they're like laying on the horn at my brother and I. We're like, what the fuck, dude? We're out of your way. What the fuck are you talking about? What's your problem? And I'm like standing there with my fucking arms out, right? Like, what's your deal? What the fuck? 
And they, you know, they obviously don't pay any attention to me, but they park their car and you'll never guess who gets out of that fucking limo on the red carpet. What, Shaggy 2 Dope? And Violent J. And Violent J. ICP. Yeah. ICP came out of there. They were having a concert at that place that one night and such is life. But they were honking their horns and telling us to get the fuck out of the way, blah, blah, blah. I don't know who it is. I'm just there to see a metal show. That's my ICP story. Other than they uh, were involved in wrestling. That's it. That's all I got. That was a fun time when they were involved in wrestling. I liked it. You know what? Back in the day, wrestling was kind of cool. You know, it was pretty cool, especially in the Attitude Era in the 90s and whatnot. But anyhow, I want to give you some guilty pleasures. Oh, shit. I'm going to make you throw up with mine. So, I don't have any guilty pleasures to where, like, I love this act or I think they're great. There's a lot of songs that I like that are absolutely disgusting, especially for somebody who claims to be a metalhead and a 90s hip-hop guy. There's plenty of those. But for actual acts and, and for, you know, guilty pleasure's sake, I have my three. But I have one album that will fuck you guys up. And I I have one other one that is not a guilty pleasure, but it is. So here we are. Number three. And I've already talked about this bitch on our fucking show a while back, like a long time ago. But let's get a bucket and a mop for that wet ass pussy. Give me everything you got. For that wet ass pussy. Dude, I love Cardi B. Cardi B is... You know what, man? I don't care. Yeah, I told you. These are grotesque, dude. You you all can make faces. That's not even the home run. Trust me. That's not even the home run. That's number three, dog. So, Cardi B, right? I am one who likes... um, a little bit of controversy, obviously, with this show. Um, I am one who likes um, a very, very naughty girl. A very naughty girl. I love that with my whole heart. Cardi B fits that. She is a naughty girl with her wet-ass pussy song and her, you know, you know, the up song and whatever else she's got. She's got shit with Lil Durk, which I love Lil Durk, by the way, but that's not a guilty pleasure. But anyways... You know, Cardi B is my number three. I don't know why. I love Lil' Kim back in the day. I like a raunchy broad. I like a little bit of raunch fractor. And so that's where I'm at with my number three on the uh, Guilty Pleasures. Number two. I'm going to make you throw up again. Gaga, oh la la, oh ba, ramba, oh. Oh yeah. Dude, Lady Gaga's the shit. And I'm going to tell you why. Oh, God, why? Because she writes her own shit. Most of those pop acts don't write their music. They have ghostwriters and whatnot. I know. You're getting you know, sleepy Jeffrey thinking Donald about wrote that. wrote his own shit, too, but... <laughs> but, yeah, man. Uh, Lady Gaga is one of my very, very guilty pleasures. Now, I don't know any of her stuff, like, within the last 
six or eight years. I'm not going to lie. What was it before like 2010? I think it was like 2008, 2010. There was a big, huge thing with her. So that's all I heard at bars, not clubs, bars. Uh, with that damn jukebox. Holy shit. That was fun. Which one? Uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, what's Blarney Stone? Jesus Christ. Blarney Stone. You remember Blarney Stone, like... right? Off of Woodward? Oh, Where yeah. It it's closed. What? It's gone. Sad. Sad state of affairs. Kiss my Blarney Stone is gone. Oh, dude, Blarney Stone's gone, bro. That's not cool. Is is Dugan's at least there? Dugan's is there, but it's so gross. My wife and I went there uh, probably a summer or two ago, and the chicken wings were disgusting, and so was everything else. But, however, we did get to watch a very old, drunken man fall down the stairs, and the ambulance had to come get him, so that made it all worth it, I guess. I don't hey, know. Hey, in a movie. Okay, next. Now... My number one fucking guilty pleasure, which go ahead and throw up again. Miley fucking Cyrus, dude. Look at your face right now. <laughs> Are you putting your hands up, playing that song? Let the butterfly no, it's fly n- away. It's not even about that, dude. So, you know, Chris Cornell died in 2017. And they had a, a tribute concert for him, you know, l- you know, later on, right? Dude, Miley Cyrus got on stage with, I know, talk your shit, I know, whatever, go ahead. Until you look it up, you won't understand, honestly. Miley Cyrus got on stage with Temple of the Dog at the Chris Cornell tribute show and sang Say Hello to Heaven, which is one of my... Very, 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 very favorite songs of all time. And she nailed it. She fucking did such a good job with that song. Shut up. Seriously. And, huh? Shut up. I've seen it. I understand. Oh, you have seen it. it. So I'm like, You didn't care for it? No, I agree with you. I'm like, she did nail it. She nailed it. She nailed it. And, that, okay. and so, you know, you go on from there and then she comes out, you know, doing a bunch of other 90s grunge band covers, right? All kinds of 90s grunge band covers. You know that song? That she, and I'm like... You know that song she did? Uh, and we won't stop and you can't stop. Yeah, that song stuck in my head too now, so that is a guilty pleasure of mine. Fuck you, Sean. Fuck <laughs> you. No, but for real though, I love Miley Cyrus and her voice is amazing. And then... You know, later on, I believe it was on Howard Stern's show that uh, she got up there with Metallica and did Nothing yeah. Else Matters and fucking killed it, dude. Miley fucking Cyrus is the real fucking deal, y'all. And I don't even know if it's a guilty pleasure for me anymore because I don't feel bad about saying that. I really think she could uh, definitely up her genre. Like, go if she needed to go get a bag... Go fucking do some rock music. Go go make your money. Okay, so let's go back to this. Uh, recently, the Foo Fighters did their second uh, tribute show to Taylor Hawkins, right? Which we've talked about. They did one in London. They just recently did one in L.A. And <laughs> no bullshit. There was a text message sent to Miley Cyrus 
from Taylor Hawkins. They were buddies and whatnot. I totally just found this out, by the way. Um, And he told her, hey, you would be fucking fantastic. Not verbatim, by the way. I throw in all my fucks and all that shit, right? You would be fantastic singing uh, Photograph by fucking uh, uh, Def Leppard. Oh, yeah. So no bullshit. That happened in a text message. No bullshit. Miley Cyrus got on stage with some of the guys from Def Leppard and Dave Grohl and all the other guys from Foo Fighters and whatnot. And she did a rendition of fucking Photograph by Def Leppard and fucking nailed it again. So she's you think the real she's, deal. She's doing the she's she has not reached her potential then. She fucking nailed it again. So do you think she's underplaying her potential though? I think she's underplayed and I think she's over uh dramatized. You know, because she has her little things and whatever. We all do. We all Go do. fuck yourselves, man. Yeah, we, Everybody has their little things. I can't let cast it be that what it is. Ever, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's, I'm not perfect, so why the fuck does she, does she have to be perfect? So. Exactly. But that is is my number one guilty pleasure is Miley Cyrus, and I'm not too sure that I even feel guilty about liking it anymore because her voice is amazing. Uh, she's easy on the eyes, you know. Me and Mrs. Buds are allowed to have our celebrity crushes, and she's one of them. And and so there's that. Now, if I were to pick Guilty Pleasures that had whole albums or made a bunch, a lot of songs that I like, which these two are, these are two extra ones. Um, I don't want to say that they're necessarily Guilty Pleasures, but they kind of are. Prince. I love Prince. Why is Prince a guilty pleasure? It's not. But for somebody who is a metalhead, who is a proclaimed metalhead and 90s hip-hop guy, most of those people don't listen to Prince. I'm a 90s hip-hop guy. I listen to metal. Prince is in my top three of all time. Dude, Prince is amazing. Prince was amazing. He could take your woman in, in in her shoes. He could take your woman... Just by taking your woman. Like, Prince is a fucking G, dude. And some of those songs he wrote. Now, you you brought up something earlier about uh, uh, Chris Cornell doing Nothing Compares to You. Dude, I heard that at work last night. Like, I stopped working. And I was like, is this Sinead O'Connor? I'm like, this is Chris Cornell. Holy fuck. Yeah, so, but everybody thinks that Sinead O'Connor, that was her song. Prince wrote that. Prince wrote nothing compares to you and there's plenty of uh of of uh, audio and video of him doing that song himself it's amazing but to me nothing compares to you was written by Prince made popular by Sinead O'Connor and perfected by Chris Cornell in my humble opinion which isn't so humble sometimes yeah now for a whole album are you ready for this one dog the lion king I mean, there were some kick-ass tracks on The Lion King. Let's, you know, can you feel the love tonight? I love Elton John. But honestly, one of uh, my very, very, very favorite guilty pleasures of all time, because it's a band and a fucking album. You ready? Hang on to something, because you're not going to believe this. 
Yeah, okay. Goo Goo Dolls. Goo Goo Dolls' Dizzy Up the Girl album is a fucking masterpiece. Not only does it have the song Iris on there, which if there was any song that I ever, and, and, and I've said this a million times, and anybody who has ever followed me on social media for all these years um, before Buds will know that Iris is the one song I wish I had written myself. Aww. That song is amazing. Think about like, okay, I give up forever to touch you because I know I know that you'll feel, feel me somehow. You're the closest to heaven that I'll ever be and I don't want to go home right now. Are you fucking kidding me? That's brilliant. That is fucking brilliant. That whole song is fucking brilliant. Iris is brilliant. It was very well written. It was very well, well composed. And not only that, there are B-sides on that fucking album that never made it to the radio because they had their slide and they had their black balloon and whatever else. But there's songs like fucking Bulletproof, which is amazing. One of my favorites on that whole album. Cover to cover, Goo Goo Dolls' Dizzy Up the Girl is one of the greatest rock records ever written, in my opinion. And that is a very guilty pleasure of mine. Watch out, Metallica. Master of Puppets, you've been replaced. <laughs> that was never a guilty pleasure. <laughs> I love that. I'll go in a pit and fuck shit up for that. Now, let's let's uh we're gonna end this show here. Because uh there is a passing of somebody very important to not only the rap community, but to music in general that gave a lot, and that's Coolio. Coolio. Um that's a big deal, guys. Coolio died, 59 years old. Heart attack. Um, heart attack, which, thank you for that. I had not read anything about what happened. You know, and now Coolio wasn't in either of our top tens on the last episode. But, but that he was don't still mean a part shit. of my upbringing in life. Uh, one of the first rappers I ever clung to as a kid uh, you know, you had your Dr. Dre and everything. Then you start, like, you got to understand me. I went from Green Day straight to Dr. Dre, <laughs> Snoop Dogg, and then Coolio with uh, the album It Takes a Thief that had Fantastic Voyage and Ghetto Cartoon. And there's the whole album was very awesome as a kid. I still have it. I played it the other day, shed a tear, remember the memories. Because it's like, when you, folks, when you listen to music, it's a time machine. Uh, you go music back is a time machine. Thank music. you for saying that. Music is a Thank time you. machine. And like I still remember being 10 years old back when we had the red boxes for uh, cable. For the movies? No, 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 no. We're talking. I call it the red box, but it was the old cable box with the red light. And the red number. Oh shit! You're going you, way when you back. You change the channel. You heard that bitch. Da, 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 yep, da. yep. You yep, heard. Yep, it. yep. So anyway, um, MTV always had Coolio's "Fantastic uh, Voyage." You know, slide, slide, slippity slide, hit and switch. Oh, I have a story that I'm going to tell before this ends. Um, that. You know, just really went down memory lane, and then after that. Uh, Gangsta's Paradise. Jesus Christ. Now, Gangsta's Paradise, let me stop you right there because that's where I wanted to really dig deep into Coolio. 
You know, Coolio hasn't been known for being one of the greatest rappers of all time or having the one of the the greatest rap records of all time. But I will say this. Coolio had Gangsta's Paradise, which is probably in in mine and many others top five to ten rap songs of all time. That's how important that song is. I'm going to is. say it was one of his best albums, too, because Gangsta's Paradise was... Uh, it was an album name that he had on there, too. Because um, it had one, two, three, four, something new on there, which was another great yep, song yep, that yep, went yep. to. But anyway, go ahead. But yeah, man, this, this, you know, Gangster's Paradise, you know, as I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I take a look at my life and realize there's nothing left. But I've been blasting and... Laughing so long, man. Even my mama my thinks, mama thinks that my mom is gone. Yeah. Thank you for helping me out with that. I totally had a brain fart. But dudes and dudettes, that was powerful shit. And it was on a movie soundtrack, which was very important Dangerous to pop culture at that very moment in that time in the 90s where shit was hitting the fan. You know, let's let's be honest here. Black people have been asking nicely for people to listen to them for a long time. For a long time. And that was one of those songs. Like almost a war cry. And that movie was the same thing. And it wasn't just about black people in the movie. There was other cultured people. You know, Spanish people and whatnot. But like... You know what I'm saying? Like this was one of those songs and movies that were very powerful to a certain generation which was ours that most people weren't understanding back when it was happening you know what I mean like nobody knew what was going on in the city there was me you know uh, a white kid from the country listening to this type of music right that my my Southern Baptist parents were trying to shelter me from very much. But when I heard it, it opened my ears, it opened my mind, it opened my eyes. And here we are in 2022 and we're talking about this shit right now. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, that was a very important song and a very important movie at that moment. And it still is. Because black people are still being treated in the same way they were back in the 90s. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. Like, it's pretty fucked up to come out, you know, and say shit like that. But here I am, you know, a white kid from the Burbs, white suburbia, coming out and saying this shit because I see shit for what it is and I call a spade a spade. And at that moment in time, and still to this day maybe even, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to get into the whole race thing. I never want to do that in this show. Well, where you're living at right now. See, I grew up, like I told you, I grew up not too far from you. Yeah, you grew up in my hood, dog. Back in the early 90s, though. It was, yeah. and it, bro, it was rough. It was pretty rough where you were at. Um, Had a lot of issues. You know, the community had to get together to resolve it. So, um, yeah. It's always good not to, it, it's always good to empathize with somebody, but the way how you and I obviously can only empathize is through their art, which we are huge fans of. Yeah. Um, 
it is a way of storytelling. It is a way yes. of us getting an understanding. It is a way of things that we will never understand as white guys. No, we will never understand that. And folks, no, I'm not being woke or anything. I'm calling it like I keep things a buck. I'm not dumb. We, Sean and I here, we have seen a lot of things. I've lived in multiple different communities. Same. Uh, I'm an eight mile kid. That means I grew up off of many different cities off of eight mile. Now, which is not known for its uh, now, mind glorious you, things <laughs> in the Metro Detroit area, especially over on towards the east side. Anything eleven mile and below, usually dirt poor, cheap. Doesn't matter what your fucking race is. Brown, white, black, blue, don't matter. Right. It's it's all a, a money status. Now, like I said, um, when I moved back up from Florida, uh, my mom rented out a trailer in Novi, and she had to compete with all the parents who had had money. That they had what I like to call fuck you money. Like, fuck you, I'm buying this. Fuck you, I'm buying that. Right, right, right. So, anyway, I'm bringing it back to Coolio. Um, rest in peace. Uh, yeah, man, rest in peace, Coolio. When, when I found um, that out, people, like, like, dude, I got some young bucks at work. They're like, why are you that mad that he died? I'm sitting there going, motherfucker, if you only fucking knew. Yeah, if they had any idea. Because he had other songs, like Fantastic Voyage, which you talked about earlier, which... <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I have a story to tell to round out this show um, because it's about Coolio. So, fantastic voyage. Come on, y'all, let's take a ride. Don't say shit, just get inside. You know what I mean? So, here we are. Come along and ride on a fantastic. Slide, slide, so, slide. here I am, 1994. I'm 14 years old. And at that moment in time, uh, I was a built-in babysitter for my parents. Obviously. Because I had a younger sibling. I had a younger cousin that lived with us. You know, and, and no matter what, I had to babysit. I didn't have a choice to matter. You're doing this. Say la vie. So, anywho, uh, one night, I, wanted, I really wanted to go to this party at my friend's house so bad. You know, there was a big party going on. Now, this is the summer between 7th and 8th grade, I believe. It's hard for me to remember that far back, but we're talking 94. Uh, Definitely 94. My parents want me to babysit my brother and my cousin on this night when the party is. I don't get a choice in the matter. They're like, you're doing it no matter what. You know, shut your fucking mouth type thing. They never said fuck back then, by the way. They say fuck a lot now, but they don't do it back then. (laughs) <laughs> so they go and they go have their fun with whatever they're doing. Well, they leave their car keys to the Pontiac 6000. Yes, I'm that old. If you don't know what a Pontiac 6000 in 6000 is, go on Google and look that shit up seriously. It was one of the raddest cars back in the day that had a dope ass radio, whatever. Anywho, and it was a Pontiac, dude. Pontiacs were dope. My parents take off. They go hang out in downtown Melford at the Red Dog, which was one of the, uh, you know, the bars in town that everybody hung out with, right? Or hung out at. I'm going to this fucking party no matter what. One way or another, I'm going to this fucking party. 
So they leave. They leave the keys to the 6,000 there, right? And I'm like, I'm going to this fucking party. I tell my cousin, I'm like, yo, take care of the kid. The kid was sleeping. You know, the baby was sleeping at the time. He's just a baby. What's up, DJ? He's not a baby anymore as well into his 30s. Um, Anyhow, I tell my cousin, hey, watch this kid for a little bit. I got to fucking go to this party. I had driven before. My parents used to let me take the car to the corner store. We literally lived right around the corner from fucking, you know, a grocery store. They say, hey, go get this, go get that. That's all it was. That's the most driving I had ever done. I go take off to this party. It's way down the dirt roads. Like, I'm, you know, way on the back cave roads, everything. I go to this party. I show up. I show up my friends. I'm so fucking cool, right? I'm so fucking cool. I'm driving my fucking parents' car at 14 years old. Oh, my God. I can't believe you did this. Oh, yeah. No big deal. Whatever. Nothing. I didn't drink or smoke weed or anything like that because I wasn't going to drive like that. But it had, it had gotten dark. And I had never driven in the dark before. So, yeah, fun shit. Um, I'm driving down the dirt roads. I'm trying to get home. I'm beating my fucking parents home. I got to beat them home. You know what I mean? On the radio, which I have on full blast, and I still listen to the radio full blast to this day because that's what I do. I love music that much. I'm listening to fucking Coolio in the car, dude. Come on, y'all. Let's take a ride. Don't just say a word. Just get inside. I fucking, I'm driving down the road. I'm jamming to fucking Coolio. And the next thing I fucking know, I'm like waking up all disoriented in the fucking seat. I don't know what's going on. I open the door. I fucking wrap this car around a tree, dude. Bro. Bro. For real. Like, no bullshit. I wrap this car around a fucking tree. I'm freaking out, right? I don't know what to do. I start running down the road, dude. I'm fucking running. It's dirt roads. It's nighttime. I don't know what the fuck's going on. I don't necessarily know what the car even looks like either. All I know is I'm fucking running down the road. I see a house with a light on. I'm like, bang, bang, bang on the fucking door, right? This lady answers the door. I'm like, hey, I just got into a fucking car wreck. I need to call a tow truck. Well, in the meantime, I'm trying to figure out tow trucks, right? She obviously knows I'm not old enough to drive. I'm 14, dude. Somebody calls the cops. I'm pretty sure it's her. You know, she's trying to let me call whoever I need to call. I'm calling my buddy's parents and stuff. Hey, get me a tow truck out here, blah, blah, blah. Everybody's like, you're fucking crazy. You need to call your parents because I'm 14. I call even one of my best friend's parents, you know, and I'm like, hey, give me a tow truck. I need to get this car out of here. Same thing. No, you got to deal with your parents. Go fuck yourself. You're on your own. Damn. Not in so many words. And so I'm freaking out. I'm 14. I crashed my parents' car. I don't know what to do. So I start walking back. The lady's like, oh, well, you know, I don't know what to tell you. You know, have a good night. You know, I'm I'm leaving. I, I didn't know what else to say or do. I'm leaving. I'm walking towards back the car, right? There's fucking lights on. It's a fucking cop. Son of a bitch, right? He sees me. He shines his fucking flashlight on me. Hey, is this your car? Eh, about that, officer. You know, not so much, but, you know, it's my parents, blah, blah, blah. 
And so we're him and I are talking in the car and I'm like, can you just get a tow truck? Please take this car out of here. You know, I'll figure this out later. I'm just a kid. I don't really know what the fuck I'm saying or doing, you know? Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, these headlights pull up, right? He's like, well, it looks like your fucking dad's here. I say, excuse me? He goes, yeah, your dad. That's your dad. You know, you get to go with him. I said, oh, no, sir. You, <laughs> you need to, to take me with. I'm like, you need to take me with you. Take me to jail. Take me to juvie. Whatever you need to do. Um, I'm not going with him. He goes, oh, no, no, no. You're going with him. I said, look, man, if I go with him, he's going to kill me straight up. Like straight up. I told him. I'm that. a dead man. I'm like, yeah, he's going to kill me. And he looked right at me and said, don't you think you deserve that? What? Yeah. So I'm like, oh, no, I don't deserve that at all. I made a mistake. I don't know what to do. My dad's going to fucking kill me. My mom's going to fucking kill me. You don't understand. I can't go with him. You're not sending me with him. Please don't send me with him. He said, no, you're going with him. But, you know, hang on a second. I'm in the back of the cop car, right? And he goes and talks to my dad for like 10 minutes. At least it seemed like 10 minutes, right? And he said, hey, you're good to go with him, dude. He's not going to do anything. I said, no, 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 no. You don't understand. My dad's going to fucking kill me. Like, you don't get it. He goes, no, I talked to him about it. He's not going to kill you, but you're in deep shit. You're going with your dad. So I get in the car with my dad, right? Not a word is fucking said on the whole ride home. I go home. My mom's there. Not as wor- not a word besides get in your room. That's what I got. We're going to talk about this in the morning. Get in your room. Well, come to find out like years later down the road, as I'm telling the cop and begging him not to let me go with my dad, um, when he went and talked to him, he went to talk to him about like beating your kids and how it's not okay to beat your kids. No matter how much they deserve it, you can't beat your kids. Cop saved your ass. Cop saved my ass for real. And so, you know, long story short, I ended up grounded that whole summer, had to get a job and pay for the car and blah, blah, blah. But yeah, I was listening to Coolio when that fucking happened, and I will never forget that for as long as I live, man. I won't. And that's and that's my Coolio story. And that's pretty much all I got for this week, man. Do you got anything else, my brother? SOL, same old lions. That's right. And until next beer. time. Oh, yeah, crush that beer for me. I'm about to do a shot when we leave this show. But until next time, guys, listen, before we go, I want to say one thing to you guys. I love you very much. Every single one of you that uh, listens to this show, uh, interacts with us on social media and whatnot. I love you guys. It's fucking great. Um, That being said, why are you flipping me off, dog? (laughs) No, but that... Give the people some humor. I know. Yeah, I love you, man. You're my dog, too, man. Love you, too, bud. Love everybody who listens to the show. But, like, seriously. Those who hate me, too. I still love you. At the end of the day, now is not the time to be complicit, and now is not the time to be silent. Stand up for yourselves. This is the time to stand up for yourself and stand up for your rights, and I don't care what side of the fence you're on, but what they are doing to us right now is not okay, and the only way it, it ends is if you stand up for yourself 
and and end it. I mean, it's that simple. They can't do anything if we all stood up and said, "Hey, we're not doing this shit no more." They will change their tune. So, I'm going to say that. Stand up for yourself. Don't be silent. Don't let the government do whatever the fuck they're going to do. I love you guys so much. I love Bubba the Mouth. Much love.